right. Happy Wednesday. Ryan, how are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing excellent, sir. Thank you so much. Um, well, hey, man, since we already have you here on stage, I am very happy with going ahead and getting started if you, uh, if you wanted to go ahead and get started. Absolutely. All right. So, look, everyone, I know that you've been here before. <laughs> I've had so much support over the last year with the Transportation and Logistics Clubhouse. And uh, again, you guys are here bright and early, ready to go. Uh, I am just very grateful, and I just had to throw that out there. We are welcome. Uh, we are joined today by some very, very rare <laughs> uh, type of uh, a caliber of transportation and logistics professionals. Uh, we have Ryan. Ryan, would you please go ahead and introduce yourself, let the folks know uh, what your background is when it comes to transportation and logistics and uh, what we're going to be talking about with TextLocate. Yeah, thanks. That's great. Uh, appreciate you having me on and inviting me. So I'm up here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Some people are calling it Freight Alley these days. And so grew up here. Uh, background's always been in transportation coming up on uh, really about, let's see, I think I'm about to hit 22 years in the business. Um, started out kind of my career three different places. Um, spent most of my time between U.S. Express, Covenant, and then Amazon. So started my career um, initially at U.S. Express, fresh fresh out of college, and uh, went through the financial side of the business. Then also ran the truckload brokerage. Took a little time off. Did some consulting with a handful of companies um, in the space, and then went to Amazon. Ran truckload procurement for Amazon for North America with a a team in Seattle and worked out of Atlanta as well. And then uh, moved over to chief transformation officer at Covenant, leading M&A innovation, um, strategic planning. And then for a period of time, I ran their truckload brokerage as well. And then crazy enough, decided to start my own business this year um, at age 45. And it's been great. Um, just got into something unique in the visibility side of the business that some people would say, hey, you're nuts to get in the visibility side. There's already great players in the business, and they are. And what you're going to find out is that we don't perceive them as competition. We really perceive them as um, us being a complement, complimentary product to what they offer. Okay, great, great. And, you know, I love to hear that that last part of, you know, we don't necessarily need to see these folks as competition. And it's because there's so much room in this, in this industry for you know, more than one large player, you know, uh, people are offering different services, different, um, you know, just different things. So I love the fact that you don't have to see those people who are already established as competition. Um, so look, uh, thanks for that brief background. Um, guys, I know that you know me, but my name is Jory Myers, owner of Atlanta Dispatch. Um, and, you know, as a startup owner, that's me. Atlanta Dispatch got started in 2021, man. It was a, it was a, a leap of faith of mine, and uh, I'm very, very happy that that's what happened. Um, but for you, you know, starting so very early with U.S. Express Logistics, right now it's a household name. Uh, if somebody's in transportation and logistics, they've heard that name at least four times already. Um, when you got there in 1999, was it still feeling like a, a startup you know, it had it. It did. It's um, it, it kind of felt like it. It wasn't officially kind of from a startup perspective. But when I got there, we were obviously much much smaller. But during 
really between 1999 and 2007, roughly those seven or eight years, we grew a tremendous amount. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I was again on the financial side and I was doing a lot of transactions, helping our CFO with, um, mergers and acquisitions that we were doing, um, really developing a lot of processes. So to some extent, a lot of the back office that I initially was involved in kind of felt like a startup because it was, Hey, we need to solve problems. We need fix issues. We've grown so rapidly, um, kind of a cleanup, um, perspective and really dialing in processes and procedures. And there was a lot of room for employee development and a lot of growth. And then, of course, as you see it today, it's a, you know, a, probably approaching close to $2 billion this year in, in revenues, a much larger trucking company. And the market's also shifted. And, and the things that have happened um, and I was able to be part of and see there, it, it, it was a whole lot of fun. Definitely. Oh, great, great. And what was it like, you know, working under, uh, I guess, the tutelage of Max and Patrick? You know, those are the, the founders of U.S. Express, everybody. Yeah, it was it was great because you had um, Max Fuller's father, Clyde Fuller, was a um, really an industry guy that had he really changed the industry and the market when it came to team um, teams out there. Because really, prior to that, there wasn't as many people that were really moving team transit freight. And during those years, um, you know, in the eighties and nineties, right after deregulation, team became just a phenomenal concept because. It, they were able to get product from coast to coast in you know 72 hours roughly, and it was amazing the the difference that that made on the um, in the industry and how it's evolved to what it is today. Now, obviously, products are moved even closer uh, to each other, but back then, you know these these warehouse and manufacturing facilities were all over the country, so it was a big deal to move product from coast to coast. And one of the things that I was really amazed because I was a just a kid fresh out of school coming out of college you know started at the very entry level of us express and learning and and i didn't think i would be in logistics i kind of had a financial mindset and thought i might go into banking or something like that but anyways um you know how things happen you get into logistics and you don't leave but when i got involved in um you know kind of my first interview and stuff i looked at this thing and i was like hey this is amazing nice building they built this nice corporate office and really it's publicly traded pretty exciting and then when I started, when I got hired in, I never knew. I started exploring, and I never knew how much technology and how much there was to go um, into the logistics and transportation. The world seems to be uh, learning a lot more about logistics these days with the, the supply chain issues. But it was um, definitely something that people didn't understand, and I think some people, a lot of people don't fully appreciate. You, you see trucks going by, but you don't really understand what the meaning is. And so I was able to learn that there. and. And being and working very closely with somebody like Max Fuller was um, really, it was, it was a great experience because I was able to learn about the business because he grew up in the business, um, literally. And then I ended up, um, when I was, my time at Covenant, that was with uh, David Parker, which is Max Fuller's stepbrother. And um, oh, spent wow. time there. <laughs> he, he started running a terminal facility, David did, um, at age 15 or 16. And then by the time he was just, 17 or 18 years old, he was running one up in um, Knoxville for the family, which was just a small little, basically a fenced-in little yard with a trailer. Um, and he was like living close and running it pretty much 24-7. So those guys understanding freight and, and to be able to build both of the businesses to the size they, they are today was um, very amazing. And being able to have that 
um, dialogue and connection because Max was very approachable. He was in the building walking around. I loved to answer questions. Um, you could ask him stuff all day long, hang around the after hours, and he was extremely helpful as well with anything you ask. So it was um, quite an experience, and to, to see that from my career of, of two people that have really built something incredible and then the time. Pat's background was Pat was originally an attorney um, during the deregulation years, and when um, Max's father sold, sold the business, Pat had worked with him, and that's when Max and Pat decided to go out and form their own business uh, together. So he had that background and then got involved in sales. So, uh, yeah, it was it was very cool. And then to blend in a perspective of um, Amazon during 2017 when it was a very pivotal point of how what things that we all know that they're doing today that we were working on then to kind of blend that and, you know, go from two kind of family-run businesses that are large trucking companies and then blend it in with a, a large corporation like Amazon has been really unique for my career. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, uh, that's, I think to say, that's to say the least, because you just talked about so much rich experience that, uh, you know, most people can't understand the conversations that you've been a part of to, uh, you know, the, the policies and practices that you have put in place for some of these these huge organizations. So, um, you know, just randomly, I have a buddy that went to Georgia State. Um, he works for Amazon. And as soon as I was telling him about this interview, he was like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. You know, yeah, we work together. So, um, you know, you definitely left an impact in places. Oh, good. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so the re- Yes, sir. So the reason why we're here is we're talking about your company, Text Locate. Now, can you please tell me, what is Text Locate, and how did it come to be? Yeah, it's um, it's it's really interesting how it came to be. So when I was over the past years and been involved in technology and, and visibility platforms and working with other visibility providers, um, they're really great products. Um, somebody like a Project 44 has come a long ways with what we know of originally. Um, probably one of the, the most used was MacroPoint back in the day. And what we've seen is a abundance of technology, cool apps, things that are working. But what I was struggling with is um, with our team is the adoption process with drivers and some of the complexity um, that some drivers were much more technologically advanced or more flexible to location services, and then some weren't. So we were a handful of guys, some developers. I have some partners that are local um, Chattanooga guys as well. And we got to thinking about this is really complex. Is there any way to make this easier? And we know apps are going to continue to gain gain momentum, no, light, no different than the other apps that we've seen that we use personally over the past 10 years. But I really looked at it and was like, there's got to be a simpler way to do this. And we ha- kind of had this piecemealed idea, uh, could we do it via text message? And we ended up vetting that out, and it became um, pretty quickly we were like, okay, this could work, and it was extremely rough, and it wasn't very polished or put together. And we were like, okay, let's try this. And it started, you know, where it was working. And then we, you know, I said, okay, here's the specific problem we have to solve. How do we build a workflow and a process to do that? And we sat around the table and finally got it figured out and then started dialing in the pieces. And that was at the beginning of this year. And then we decided, um, I was like, okay, let's go full into this thing. I really feel passionate that given where the marketplace is, what I know of it, I think there's a good opportunity. And like anything, when you're starting a business, um, it's tough. It's a challenge. You start pounding the phone to get customers. You, and in this particular case, we 
um, have invented and kind of brought into something that has that really hasn't been done and hasn't been promoted and shared in a fashion and thought about from a transportation and logistic perspective. So we're bringing something new, and we we look at it as like a digitizing a phone call. So instead of a driver um, receiving a message from their dispatcher or from a freight broker saying, hey, I need a current location update, we want to make that easy and less evasive to the driver. So if a driver doesn't want to use the apps out there, the visibility tool apps, then he or she would just be able to easily send a message over um, via text message and say, kind of like, a, again, that digital call, hey, what's your current location? Or as you put it in there, your 1020, you know, what's your 20? And send it over and very simply be a driver. All they have to do is click a link, and, and then it opens up the browser, and they allow, hit OK or Allow, and it responds back and gives their current lat long. So it's very much, um, it doesn't, like, you can create breadcrumbs of where the updates are, but it's very much a, hey, what's your location? And you provide that back instead of tracking all the time. So, like, what I always found is most of the time, you know, really 99 out of 100 times when you call a driver, they're very responsive and say, hey, here's my current location. But the apps are really, people get frustrated with them and things like that. So this is an easy way to do that. And then we've also um, connected with a two-way chat with it. So now a, a um, dispatcher or a freight broker can easily, via text message, send a message to our driver asking for location, doing things like, you know, what time or have you arrived, what time will you get unloaded, what's pickup, or you have any issues. And then that way the driver is able to respond when they're in a safe spot. They're also to re- able to respond just like you and I do that, um, you know, you may send me a message now and it may take me two minutes, but I'll respond back. And we can easily communicate back and forth. Um, versus me trying to call you on the phone, you don't answer, you went into the fuel stop, then you come back out, you try to call me, I'm on the phone trying to book freight. It's just a really convenient and easy way to do it. And it also helps so that the dispatcher and the um, freight broker can monitor this. Like you can put in a load number to kind of to be able to manage to say, oh, here's my conversations, here's my location updates by that load number. Uh, so you have that information. You can do it all from your computer um, so it's easy for the freight broker to do it from the computer, and then it's it, that's the way they want to manage their communication, and then the driver likes to manage communication via text because it's simple and easy. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, you know, who do you feel like text locate is the ideal application, I mean, excuse me, not application, um, service for? Who is text locate's perfect customer? The perfect customer right now is um, being very specific. Um, it would be a freight, bro- freight broker is the perfect initial perfect customer. That's who we built the tool for. Um, so, for example, my former employer, Covenant Logistics, was my first customer, and they use it day in and day out. They use it for track and trace. They use it for communication updates, arrival, departure information, um, just because it's quick, easy, and simple. Now, that effectiveness would work for dispatchers that would also work for um, anybody in the shipper community and things like that but our initial focus right now is empowering freight brokers and what's nice about it is we have um, a range of customers today that are as small as a six million dollar freight broker up to the big guys that you guys um, you know know and may have hauled freight for at one point in time or worked for that are billion dollar plus um, freight brokerages so it's really that's the target audience now. Of course, our objective is to continue building more texting capability for the logistics industry. So that could be 
um, all different types of customers in the future. Okay. Well, look, that has to feel so great to be supported by, you know, a former employer and, you know, Covenant and that they were your first customer. How is that transition to saying, hey, you know, I love working here, but this is the thing that I have going on and I'd love for you to try it out. What was that conversation like? Um, they have been extremely supportive, um, you know, kind of leading that team. And I, th- I think, you know, adoption and things changing during COVID and people wanting to do different things and take different roles and companies changing how they start their structure and size makes things a little bit easier. But um, I have a great relationship with with that team and um, they've been very supportive. I'm mean, I had a phone call with them today about couple of things that we were thinking about um new features and functionality and talking through um even from like being a referral partner you know as far as i mean a reference partner to be able to give a reference to something like that so um it was really good and then they like i said they've been very supportive um which is good to see people look at that because i mean when you want to chase your dreams and you want people to support it because or support you because it's not easy it's it's a tough business starting up you know that Yes, sir. Getting going. Yeah. Yes, sir. I agree. And, you know, it's like a, like it's a blessing to have the support of uh, a player so, so, so established. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So exactly. um, congratulations to that. Um, would you say that Text Locate is a disruptor? Um, you know, disruptor is a pretty strong word. I mean, you look at somebody like when I think of disruptors, like an Amazon and the Ubers, you know, I, I think we're, um, I don't know, I don't know how to describe us really well. I don't know that I could quite put us in a disruptor category, but um, we're definitely an innovator. I feel like is um, we make, we're making small change and making it better and taking a simple approach. I get a lot of times going, the most positive feedback I get from any demo and any offering that I see is, it's refreshing to see how something simple and easy can be effective. Because right now things have gotten complex with, all different the ways tools work, apps work, websites work, engagement process, just clean, easy, simple, without a heavy lift. Um, so I think that we definitely have hit and found and we're seeing great response from customers that there's definitely a need for this product. Um, so I, I don't know uh, um, if it would qualify as a disruptor or not. That's a great question. Um, you know, we kind of look at it as a, it, it's a better phone, phone conversation because it's a communication device and a tool. Um, but I, I think it's definitely, we found a need in the marketplace. It wasn't like we built something that, Hey, there's not a problem here. We're trying to build something and go, Oh, okay. Well, we hope what we build creates a problem for us to solve. No, there's actually a gap in the market. Um, and we're, we're being able to fill that gap. Yes, sir. There is so I recently had a conversation with one of the uh, one of the services that you know provides you a, a phone number. Uh, you know you have the extensions off of that phone number, and you know you can communicate with anybody, but you know probably drivers um, send SMS messages from that computer. Um, one of the things that I was asking for, because as a dispatcher, it helps me out, is if I would be able to receive, you know, multimedia messages. So pictures and, you know, images of those BOLs from the drivers using that same service. And apparently that's, you know, a little bit that's not here yet. 
and this is for these are for some of the big players who offer that service. Um, do you feel as though that's something that's also a space where text locate can you know uh, you know build out so that it has that capability? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're we're actually it's funny you mention that we're actually in development for that right now. So the, um, my team is actually. Um, scoping the project to be able to bring in photos. So we started with the location services, then we rolled out two-way chat. Um, now we're planning on to advance to photos. So I definitely think photos will be important um, because of that. The bill, I mean, there's all kinds of things. Like I, somebody was telling me the other day, hey, when they've got when they need a team, just to ensure they're getting a team, they'll ask for a um, you know a photo of both people in the truck. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. So photo is just very common um, now that, and I think with the younger generation, they probably send photos. I know at least my kids on Snapchat do, but um, they send photos. It feels like every every third text. Where uh, somebody like me, I'm, I may do it every fifty text. Or so photos is definitely relevant, and especially with the bill of lading. So it is something we're building out and designing. And what's unique about what we do, two pieces, you can go get SMS messaging, you can get online, you can sign up, something really inexpensive and cheap, it, but, and, and it works, but what it doesn't do is it's not built for logistics, it's not built for transportation. Like when I'm on phone calls and demos, um, I get good credibility because people are like, oh, you actually know what you're talking about, you've actually been in the business, you've been in our seat, versus somebody that's developed a tool that, is just trying to figure it out and learn as they go where I've got 20 plus years of experience and ours ties to the load number. So you can do a quick search, find it by load number. It's just super simple, super effective and easy combined with the fact that it's, it's got a logistics theme to it. Yes, sir. And that's the, that's one of the parts that I love most about it. It was that, you know, you can tie everything to the load number and as somebody who has, work with numbers and spreadsheets for quite some time uh that helps me out tremendously because i you know right. it was it was nothing more to do a, a b lookup or an x lookup and my my spreadsheet and i get all the information that i need um so to have something like that in this type of um area uh it it, it made me smile so i would say great job right. with that one <laughs> thank you i appreciate that uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, look, um, you you have so much other experience. Like, I don't even feel like we even talked about Trucker Path. Um, was that something that kind of planted the seed for this idea? You know, working there. No, not not really. But Trucker Path was really unique. That was a very exciting opportunity. I did some consulting for Ivan that had started Trucker Path, and I was very intrigued early on with what Trucker Path was doing. Love the product. Um, it's it's pretty genius. I was really uh, um, somewhat frustrated why I didn't create it or think it up because <laughs> what they did was they they made it so so easy to use and and, and such a nice product. Because when I was at, at US Express for a period of time, I was actually running the fuel desk was reporting to me because we managed fuel purchasing, which was literally a hundred a hundred plus million gallons a year of fuel purchases we were making. And when I was um, when I first got there and started managing with that team, I would sit on the field desk and listen to questions and kind of what's happening. And we always had the old school maps out. You had everything. And somebody, a driver would be on the phone, and we'd be trying to find, you know, the, the next closest fuel stop that was in route and that was in our price, you know, where we get our price discounts and all those kind of things. And so I started working with that team, and we started building out 
early, early on um, when Google Maps was first released, we started building out Google Maps with all the fuel stops so that when somebody was on the phone, they could easily and quickly uh, plug in, you know, current location where the driver says they are today. And then um, it, they would go to that Google Maps and we'd have plotted on there for our fuel stops and update our network. So TruckerPath initially took that. From the, you know, from that perspective, they kind of took that idea and concept, not from me, that they had come up with that on their own, and took that and built Trucker Path, and then they started rolling out all the features and the amenities, and like we would just have like simple information in the description for our people to use, but then they started rolling that out, and then they started the crowdsourcing for parking. It was um, really quite amazing. It was a really good product and a, a great time for me to learn um, and learn more about the technology side from that standpoint and and driver's engagement with it. Um, really like that product. I think I think they've done a really nice job. It's super handy. I mean, if I was a driver, I don't know how I'd live without it because the convenience of all the data. Yes, and sir. It's truly amazing. Yes, sir. Um, Do a lot of I, the drivers you work with use it? Uh, not necessarily the drivers that I work with, but mm-hmm. it is a solid product. I mean, it is something that I'm also... I've heard a lot about it. I want to see more of it, you know, myself so I can get hands on and mm-hmm. potentially, you know, talk to more people about it. But as of right now, it's a it's one of those industry names. But, um, you know, the person down in the audience right now, D, she and I talked about it, but I haven't necessarily okay. got the opportunity to, you know, be hands on with it. So, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really a nice product. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like anything. It's not perfect, but it does a lot, a, a lot for you, very, uh, very conveniently. Yes, sir. Um, so your your background, man. Like you have worked with, like I said, like we we started with U.S. Express, which when you got there, um, you know, it was very early on. Then we just talked about um, Trucker Path and. How is it? How is it that you are choosing these companies? Like, and the covenant. How are you? Cho- was it something that was? You know, was it, I don't know. How did you? How did you choose these companies? Because man, there are some hitters. Like that's what it is. Yeah, I, um, it just kind of things kind of work out. Like for example, at US Express, I, I I didn't really even expect to stay in Chattanooga. I, I grew up here. Um, my girlfriend at the time, which is my wife now, she was in physical therapy school and. She had an extra year before between when I finished college and when she was going to finish. And I thought, well, I need to, you know, get a job, figure out this stuff and, and get going, get some experience. And I did. And and then when it was time to kind of figure out next steps, she ended up with an opportunity in Chattanooga. So we just kind of it worked out and then, you know, grew my career there. And and it really um, U.S. Express was good to me to give me um, the ability to continue growing in that organization and and really manage different pieces of the business. Um, and so I was always able to like be innovative and continue to make improvements in different areas. And so that really helped my career by moving in, in different places. And then I did a, um, a stint for about a year and a half, worked with Craig Fuller over at Freight Waves. He and I did a, in a payments business that the, the Fuller family um, owned called Transcard. And so did that for a little while, helping kind of bridge the gap on the, on the non-asset side for me on my, you know, my learning curve and then came back to the brokerage side and then spent time there. And then as far as um, we grew brokerage extensively fast, um, one of the gentlemen that I, I began working with um, was a guy named Mike Hamill. Mike and I are still really good friends, and he was an ex-backhauler and really taught me about brokerage, and I learned a lot from him. And I, 
I kind of helped him on the financial side and getting some, you know, additional resources. And we built that business from about 40 million to 200 million in about two and a half years. And then from there, when I exited, I, I kind of did something crazy and just took some time off. Um, I had never probably, I don't think I'd ever taken more than two weeks off in that first 16 years um, at a time, you know, obviously each year, but I never took, I never had really more than a week. I think I was two weeks um, one time and that was it. And so I had some time off and, and I had to not compete and people thought I was nuts because I had some good opportunities and things. And I was like, I just need a break. I need to breathe. Yes, and that's when I started doing some consulting for um, a little bit for Trucker Path, a little for ComData and, and then RMIS um, for the registering side with brokerage. Took some time there, ended up taking time and um, went overseas with the family, took my kids um, and we four, four of us and four um, suitcases and went to Europe for about a month. And then when um, there was a huge opportunity there and came back and was like, okay, I got to get back going. And I had got connected with somebody else that had connected me even with Amazon because Amazon was looking for transportation um, executives and background. Had a conversation during the summer, um, you know, kind of about what I was doing, what they were doing, what they were thinking about doing. And then it kind of went cold for a few months. So, again, you think, well, maybe that didn't work out. And then all of a sudden, um, in the wintertime, it, it sparked back up. I went to Seattle, and next thing I know, they've made me an offer. And, and right after spring break, I'm, I've started up with Amazon. And then, of course, the opportunity to work at Amazon is, is pretty hard to pass up um, to say, hey, one of the most innovative companies in supply chain and what they're doing and growing and and to be on the other side, be on the customer side of the business and learn that side. And um, I got to work with a, my peers in the past and a lot of great trucking companies and helped a lot of them get into Amazon. They did a great job for Amazon, so it worked out really well. And then um, from there, then the opportunity, some, a few things changed. I mean, some of your career is a lot about, um, you know, the, I'd say a lot of your careers is about being noticed, hustling, working hard. Um, and then, and then there's always luck. Luck is always a play in there. Um, but you got to keep yourself kind of at out there forward and, and keep the hustle going to get noticed for that luck too. But when that luck popped up and, and it lucked out, they covenant a few things that changed and they said, Hey, you know, the market's been soft. Now it's gotten better. We're in the position. We want to look at doing some acquisition and develop our technology a little bit further and, and so for me, obviously, it was a Chattanooga-based company and a, a large trucking company, and so it jumped in. So it, I don't know. I think path sometimes it's, it's not always the way you think it's going to be. It just kind of somewhat works itself out. You just got to always be open-minded, looking for those opportunities to, you know, keep yourself, you know, awareness. And then um, none of it happens, or at least it hasn't for my career happened except through grit and hustle. Yes, sir. All right. You said you said a lot there, man. And I hope that people are able to to digest. But for things that I wanted to take away from what you just said, it was um, one. It is when you're prepared and you get an opportunity. That's when that luck really plays out. You know, when you're already prepared, people already see the fact that you have um, hustled and you've prepared yourself um, for the next opportunity. And then, hey, boom, there's the opportunity. You're able to just walk right into it. Um, the next thing is the fact that we don't know everything. You know, we don't know what's going to be great. Don't know what's going to be a bust. But 
Um, the largest thing that I, I learned from <laughs> one of the most simple books I've read over the past few years is, you know, you just got to keep going. Um, don't don't just don't lock yourself down to what you think is supposed to be right. And the book that I'm talking about is Who Moved My Cheese? Um, have, you've read that one, right? You know, I haven't, but I need to look it up. I, hey, you know, <laughs> what's funny is like I, I'm not a I'm not a big book reader, um, uh-huh. and I don't mean that in a bad like I just I can't, no I'm too I, ADD. I, it. I can't stay focused, <laughs> but I listen to a lot of audiobooks. Yes, audio sir. Books and like you know things like this with with um, audio casts and things. I listen to a lot of that, and then I consume a lot of content just in pieces. You know, I'm always watching the news and the industry trends and what's going on, and and really curious and learning. Um, but man, just a, a solid book is a little tough for me um, from ADD perspective. But that's, I'm sure they got it on audio, so I need to put it on audio. <laughs> they got it on audio. And to be honest, I, I felt as though that was, I was you for a long while. And then for some, I think it was just the type of books I was trying to read. But once mm-hmm. I changed the genre and I focused it on things that would actually, you know, kind of make me better. Um, I started reading a lot, and who really? moved my che- yeah? Who moved my cheese is probably something that you can read in a quarter of an afternoon. And oh, well, good. yeah, well, that yeah, makes a big difference. yeah. It's very, it's it's very simple, very practical. Yes, sir. The message was, hey, don't get bogged down by thinking too much about what's supposed to be the the next greatest move or the best move or the thing that you think you've already figured out. Um, mm-hmm. Just keep on going. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fail at times, but if you just keep going, that luck and that opportunity is gonna it's gonna come together. So just keep on pushing. So um, that's that's what I feel like I, I got from um, what you said about your career going through those different companies. And I did want to come back to this one thing because you started your career um, out of out of college with finance as a you know your your strength. Um, and then you were able to scale that business, uh, U.S. Express, from, uh, you know, up to about $200 million. That means you mm-hmm. scaled the brokerage from about 45 folks to about 200 folks. You know, that's, yep. that's huge. That's huge. That's huge. Um, you know, for you right now, where you are in your career with Text Locate and with people who are doing other things, what would you say is kind of like one of the most the first things that should be considered when you're about to start scaling a company? It's really, I mean, to me, it was all about the talent. Like, I'm not one of the, I mean, I couldn't have done it without the people. I'm very hands-on, but I'm not, you know, somebody that um, it's got to be done my way and the only way. And I'm very big on delegating. I'm very big on, like, giving people responsibility because I was given that at an early age. So, um, but I'm also very accessible. So I think, um, I think it's the talent, making sure you have the talent and the capability to grow is there and the willingness. And as long as you've got that, your team will come together because they won't let any obstacle block them in their way. I mean, right now, for us, it's scaling a product. Um, and we're very uh, a small group. There's only about five or six of us. And we don't need a huge, huge group because we have a technology product that you can sign up for a free account online. You can get up and running. It can scale on its own automatically but we are a technology company that just started up and you know we're we still have bumps in the road here and there and like we've got things that we have to you know behind the scenes do you know kind of scrap be kind of scrappy and and do things manual process type for us that 
just because right now we're focused on what brings value to the customer, not what makes our jobs easy. So as long as you have people like um, on your team that are determined and want to work hard and are, are willing to, you know, really just kind of roll their sleeves up and do what it takes for the customer, um, you will see that you will see that all come together. And that was um, the biggest benefit for me um, building a, a brokerage and working with a team at US Express was um, really around what people we had. Um, obviously, having a big name like US Express and their um, you know their financial stability and their name carries well in the shipper community is extremely, extremely powerful and great. Um, but it was really about the talent and, and empowering them. And, and brokerages, what's nice about Ferg Brokerage is it's got a very unique entrepreneurial spirit to it. So that helps as well because you can build incentive type compensation. They have, you know, the, you run it kind of like it's your own little business. So you're accountable for it, it things like that. So as, the more you can surround yourself with talent that has that same type of grit and determination, um, I think you'll see a lot of positive results. Yes, sir. I mean, that's where I am with my company. And I pre. I, I, so I might have really just asked that question for me. Sure. <laughs> it's like, what do I need to consider when I'm hiring six new dispatchers? Because that's where that's what I'm looking to do within the next three months. I want to hire. Yeah, I want to hire six dispatchers and I want them all to be smarter than me. You know, those folks that really understand that this is an opportunity. And, you know, you kind of just hit it on the head is it's the talent. It's the it's the individual folks that you're bringing in the organization that's really going to say how far you're going to go or, you know, what things you're going to be able to get through and how gracefully you're going to be able to get through them. So, yeah, well, I think it's it's the type person like, for example, there's a lot of smart, talented people out there, but you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. You can be the person that's dedicated and work hard. Like I see these, you know, these um, random polls are on LinkedIn all the time now. But probably one of the ones I saw that was really cool the other day is, you know, when you're hiring somebody, what do you, you know, really look for? And it was a few characteristics, and one of them was grit, and I picked grit, and and it was leading, I think, by a few points over some other talent but i think that's what it's about determination and grit can take you a long ways you can people can be taught new skills they can be taught how to do things but it is it's not something that i've been able to 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 teach as well you know really that determination and that grit it's a little hard to uh i mean people can be shaped and you can help them with like skills and things like that but that determination is inherently got to come from you as an individual Agreed. It is. That is something that cannot be taught. It can only be discovered within yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I agree. Right. And, and the way to help people discover that is to work yourself out of a job. I was taught that very at a very young age and very early in my career. And don't think it is, don't think of it as being scared or threatened when somebody's stronger at something that, than you are. You're like, this is awesome. They're great at that. You know, balance your strengths and weaknesses. But Always teach others as much as possible. I see too many people get stuck in their role and not in this is in their current growth perspective. Um, you know, whether it be for your business or whether it be in a job is like you think like, oh, I need to protect my job. So I need to be the only one that knows how to do X, Y, Z. The best way to grow your career is to work yourself out of job. And that's teach others as much as possible and learn from others um, as well. But keep yourself moving in the right direction by being willing to because if if you think about it if you if you're the only person that knows something in the business then 
what are they going to do? They're going to allow you to do that, and you're not going to have future opportunities. It's going to be harder for them to do that. Agre- yes, sir. To allow uh, you to do that. Yes, sir. I, I definitely learned that. <laughs> I learned that the hard way <laughs> working with We all my, do. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, no, you definitely have to, you know, you have to transition out of a role. You, you kind of you grow out of a role in the way that you can do that so that it helps and people can see that it's a benefit is to uh, train somebody on the things that you were previously doing. Um, and I, I have been taught a, a very specific definition of grit. And, you know, I wanted to just get your, your perspective on it. It's undeniable, unyielding courage. How do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I think um, it depends on kind of how you look at it from a courage perspective. Um, it's probably deep down in there to have the courage not to, you know, to be afraid to make mistakes and things like that. I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes in my career, but... You know the good thing about it is I got I got chewed out and got in trouble for a handful and I and I got a pass on a handful as well and I learned from both of those and learned yes, from sir. all that. So yeah, being able to have the courage um, is tough, but it's it's definitely I think it's a it's a huge trait. And then you know what else is um, meaningful around that too is having some you know having some people that will support you as well. You know, give you support like sometimes. Everybody, you know, you know, they always say, "Hey, sometimes people need a hug." Well, sometimes I just need a text to be like, "Hey, keep after today. Hope you're doing well." You know, something like that can make a big difference too. So I think um, having a little bit of a support system helps too. I agree. You know, and I, I feel like I've been fortunate to find a very, very beautiful soul. My wife is in the audience right now, and my mother. You oh, know great. what I mean? So yeah. you know, I think that's uh, some really good support. Um, but definitely as just getting married this year and then having my company just start this year, I, I don't think I'd be where I'm at right now without the support of my wife. Awesome. That's great. No, it is. Same here. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I know that we, you kind of said this, but I don't think the folks really heard it. And guys, if you, you haven't noticed, I did put the link to text locate. Um, here in the chat so you can kind of just click on it go visit it you can sign up and what did you say the price was for people to get started with text locate yeah it's very it's priced very affordably so when you look at um, from a business perspective we have plans that start from a hundred dollars a month to 250 a month um, and then we have an enterprise plan for big businesses at 500 dollars a month but for the hundred dollar a month you get the location for the 250 you get location and two-way chat uh, which is even more powerful because you can have those chat conversations back and forth of the driver with your own unique number, um, and the driver has the ability to respond there. But the $100 plan is super effective as well with location updates. Um, yeah, so it's 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 very affordable from a business perspective. In the driver feedback, uh, you know, really what we need um, as much as anything is we need drivers to promote text locate and say, hey, um, you know, I'm having trouble with an issue with downloading an app or getting it set up. And, you know, the length of haul is pretty short. Can you just drop me out a couple of text locates? You know, we, we can just schedule those um, where you just get a couple of kind of like check call updates. Super simple. So the driver community um, continue to embrace it is is really a big deal for us. And gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So, look, guys, um, 
at this point, I wanted to open the floor up for questions. If there were any, hey, can I throw out one more thing? Um, oh yeah, yeah. Give a shout out. So if if I'm doing this correctly, which I think I am, it's got you and I start at the top as speakers, and then the everybody else are they're currently in correct in listening. Is yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. So I got a shout out. I got a customer on here, Don. Don's out there uh, for Freight Vana, which is a, a brand new. Um, startup of some, uh, you know, they've all been friends of ours in the industry and stuff. So I had to shout out to Don because it's great to see a customer join um, on the call as well. Oh, yeah. So you see Don down there? I did actually. I, I followed Don on on this already. Don Everhart. Yeah, I, I followed yeah. that person. I hit him a little. I hit a little button just to see if he wanted to speak up and say hi because Don's. Uh, he, he's got a, you know, he could tell you a lot about freight and technology. He's got a big background. Um, in the business as well, so I threw it out there in case he wanted to jump in to say hi. But yeah, I'd love to hear any questions. And um, is that more of a hand raise, and then you can invite them to speak up? Is that uh, how it works? That is more of a hand raise type of situation. And I awesome. did. I also extended that invite to Don in case he did have some availability right now. Um, but in the meantime. He may be listening, covering some um, some IT items out there on the West Coast right now, but he's yeah. on with that different time zone. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but in the meantime, look, you also have another product that you sell. Um, did you want to? Did you just want to mention that just because? Which one? Uh, what was that silver? Silver oh, fox. Oh, the silver fox. Yeah. So during my time <laughs> of like e-commerce, um, so after I left my career at US Express, I. I have really gray hair. You know, yeah, there it's kind of hidden with my my hat on. But um, I have really really grayed early on, and that was my trucker handle. This guy's called me Silver Fox, like the the twenty year olds, and I was like, I'm not going to let y'all make fun of me. I'm going to own this thing. If you're going to call me that, <laughs> and so I did. I put it. I did a vanity plate, and then I decided to get a little logo, and I had all that together. And after I left US Express, I got connected with somebody and on the West Coast, and ended up in the men's clothing business, and it was a great. Ex- it was and is still a great experience of understanding e-commerce and how it works, and that's a little side hustle. Um, you know, it's kind of like a closer to a hobby than anything. And um, I just run it here out of the house, so it's it's all stored product. It's all online. It's all fulfilled online. Um, and then I, you know, as far as your orders, and I fulfill the orders, and we we ship them out. And it's all out of, literally out of the garage. So my products in the garage. So that's my warehouse. My fulfillment center is my dining room table, and then my <laughs> office is where I, I print my labels. So it's a cool little business. Yes, sir. Well, you know, keep on pushing, man. Um, I think you got it. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Gonna... Yes, sir. Hey, so we, we hey we, we have a couple folks that joined stage. I invited both of them because um, at Great. some point in my life, my logistics career. I have interacted with both of these individuals uh, and learned a lot. Um, the first person that I guess joined just from pictures is D. D, how are you doing today? Is D? Are you there? Okay. Well, she might be on mute. Well, it doesn't even show that she's on mute, but I'm going to just. I see Presley. What's up, Presley? Yeah, I'm being all right, Jerry. Hey man, it's How's been it a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Presley, you've been the you've been one of the most hardest working brothers I've seen. 
you know, um, you know, you you tune in on this conversation for just a bit. You are a broker, you're a fleet owner, and you have a product. Uh, you know, you're what is it about to drop? Yeah, we should be going fully live by January. So right now I'm in London, but just try working as well. Okay. And just awesome. wanted to catch up with uh, the conversation on about Tesla Kids because I think I've seen them on Freightwave and I really like what they're doing over there as well. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. So, uh, Presley, meet Ryan. Ryan, meet Presley. Uh, Pr- Press, did you have any uh, anything specifically that you wanted to ask uh, or, you know, something that you wanted to contribute to the conversation, brother? Uh, I think... Uh, the industry as a whole uh, needs a lot of uh, tech-enabled tools like TestLocate and the platform we're also building right here because uh, trucking has been like that one uh, industry where people people just kind of like have a stigma around it because there's no much technology already around it. But with the trend of uh, technology going on, I think it's becoming more of an industry where a lot of drivers has seen the benefit that uh, technology brings from uh, visibility and also aggregating loads from the brokerage side and as well like uh, the fleet management side as well. So I think it's uh, being in the industry right now is the best thing for me because like if the exposure is just huge and the flock of uh, VC funds coming in. So I think everybody should... Just grab some insight and just bring that change in, uh, in a wide perspective in the industry. I agree, brother. I definitely agree. And uh, I appreciate you for what you're doing on your side of things. And uh, again, we're going to follow up, sir. So, um, you know, I look forward to having our conversation on Clubhouse about your service offering soon. So thank you for joining That's us. That's great. Yeah, thank appreciate. you. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, D, are you available, ma'am? Yes. Can you hear me now? Uh, we can. Thank you so um, much for joining us. I apologize for earlier. My earbuds must have died. Oh, it's all um, good. <laughs> good evening, everybody. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs> hi, Ryan. So funny. Hi, Jory. Presley. Hey, I really so funny. Hi, everyone. You mentioned about the AirPods because I, I I was on the way home from the office. And I was like, I better get this thing charged up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Well, hey, Ryan, I have a question for you. Um, I am a freight broker, and we oh, use, great. yes, we use everything, MacroPoint, Project 44, everything. Awesome. Um, I think your concept is excellent, and I have noticed personally that a lot of drivers respond a lot better to text messages than the tracking yes. apps. However, I was curious if you all are planning on making it so these updates could be sent to TMS systems through EDI, so will they automatically be sent over to us at some point? The type well, of yeah, no, um, so really I think what you're, um, what you're getting to is, um, is really, you know, can the product be more integrated with your TMS system? And we actually are having conversations out there. I mean, we just started in July, so a lot of the large technology companies, it's really about more about um, building a customer. It's like the chicken and the egg. You got to have some customers to convince them to to integrate with your tool. And you, but you need 
the integration to help your customer base. So it's really those people that will give you a shot early on. And it was funny you mentioned that. I was actually literally on a phone call with the TMS um, today, Revanova. We had a great conversation, and, and we're looking to uh, you know start an integration with them. So it depends on which system. We have fully, with the technology, we knew that would be a, a need in the business. Um, so we actually have a full capability, and it's an API system that you can actually connect it to um, to really any any system you want to. And then some people have the technology tools to be able to do that in size and scope, and some don't. Um, do you know what TMS system you're using today that you wanted to get that information to? Yes, we use Power Broker. Okay. Yeah, so the, obviously, you know, we'd love for you to mention it to them and say, or send them, send in the email, anything you can to kind of bring it up our name to have that ability. Um, it would be wonderful to do that. I mean, right now the tool is really simple. It's in the, it's in your web browser, Chrome browser. All you, you can just kind of leave it up as you've got everything else kind of up and running. Um, it's simple and convenient, but you are having to move that, you know, location information, um, over. So it's kind of like a, phone call, you know, like instead of using a phone, I'll use this because it's simple and easy. But having it all in the TMS system obviously is a really nice touch. Um, anything you can do to to nudge, nudge, nudge them along would be awesome. We'd appreciate that. Of course. No problem at all. Well, it's a really D, good question. I agree because uh, D is smart. <laughs> I've been, D and I have been working together for at least the last, uh, I don't know, since 2018 or something like that. Um, awesome. Yes. Yes. So as a, as a dispatcher, it is very, 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 very critical to have those relationships with brokers who just want to work with you. <laughs> so yep. she's, been, she's, she's been one of those folks in my corner. So I, I greatly appreciate D. Thank you so much for joining us, D. Awesome. All right. And look, we have another person that's out here hitting. She's doing beautiful, big things. Ivory, how you doing, ma'am? Hey, Kim Falk. I'm doing fine. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling blessed, Matt. I'm feeling blessed. Welcome to the stage. Look, I invited you to ask some questions because, um, Ryan, you don't know this, but this <laughs> this lady right here has some phenomenal questions, and she is always willing to ask them. So I just said, let me invite her. But Perfect. Ivory, welcome to the stage. How, what, what do you got going on today right now, Ivory? Well, right now I'm driving around. It's just me and the dog. You know, we're okay. Uh, causing trouble and havoc up in Dallas. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Ryan, I like your name. You know, it's a good name. Anybody uh, that's my husband's name. <laughs> so you got, oh, great. Yeah, so um, my question to you is, because it's so funny, I just mentioned to a, a buddy of mine that I, would, I have this dream app that I would love to have. And so my main thing that I want is something that when they're on site, it's going to notify us and say that they're on site. So are you thinking about maybe getting to a point where y'all have the geofence where, um, yes, I understand that we can hit, we can go ahead and text them and it's going to automatically send it back to us, but maybe something that would have that geofence capability that when they get to a particular location, it's going to automatically send that text to notify us as well. Um, it's actually, believe it or not, it's, it's, it's not on our list because that's actually a feature and functionality that works with an app. Because if you think about it, we're not tracking the driver. 
So mm-hmm. we're not like, for example, we're getting a tracking like a location request. So it'd be similar to digitizing again that phone call. Hey, what's your current location? There's not really a geofence to break, which is what drivers like. I know you want that information, but drivers like the fact that they don't feel like that there's a big brother monitoring them the whole time. So there's nothing nothing to pass through. Now, however, what I would say is if you have a TMS system, we can do simple math. That TMS system can do simple math and say, for example, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and let's say I need to get I'm on my way and my last update was in Chattanooga and I'm going to be delivering in Atlanta. Well, they could easily, that TMS could easily say, hey, in two hours, send a message requesting that location update, which would then put them right in the spot in estimated time and arrival and things like that. So um, the feature you're talking about is is an excellent option. Um, it's just not our style because we're trying to, what we've done is we're not an app and we're not trying to track the driver the entire time. We fully believe that uh, drivers are very capable, very professional to to do their job, and we want to get updates and breadcrumbs throughout. We don't think um, that you necessarily have to have 15-minute updates. Um, we feel like that they will tell us when they arrive and give us uh, updated confirmations. So it's a little bit different in how the technology works. I don't know, Ryan. I mean, I'm, I'm a dispatcher, okay, and, and um, just playing devil advocate, yes, there's a lot of great drivers that know that, but there's a lot of drivers. The reason why they have dispatchers is because that's not their, uh, I would say, being business nav- savvy is not their forte. So, yes, to have something that I can say, because, you know, Bob may forget to let me know that they're on site. And I can look at my GPS right. and see that they're on site, but it's key things like if you would just, if I get a notification via text, I have a timestamp that would help me to uh, talk to a broker about detention. And it helps them more than it helps me because I'm able to get get, get that additional money for them. But at the same time, some of these guys, as much as I love them, they're not the brightest crayon in the box. And that's okay. That's why I'm their box. You know, okay. does that make sense? Okay. So well, and that's where, I'll, yeah, in the, in the so, the, you're you're helping them by can consistently following up. So think of our tool, our, think of our product as a tool and a communication layer to do that. Um, but as far as the text capability, since I'm not constantly tracking you, I can't tell you when you break a geofence. But the system mm-hmm. it, again could be able to. Um, you know, do some predictive, you know, predictive capabilities and say, hey, they should be there. Let's ask for a request. So you could still um, do that. and We could still do that in the future with the TMS because if they know, if we know the OD pair and we know where their last update was, then we probably are pretty good at guessing if they've arrived or not. It wouldn't be the preciseness of breaking a geofence. But there are very good tools out there that do that. I mean, somebody like a, a Project 44 has that full capability when you load in both sides. Um, so there's good tools that do that. What we see sometimes is, um, you know, drivers love it and use that product. And if you do, I would highly recommend using it to the maximum ability you can um, because it's a really nice product. And that's where we become a complimentary product um, for the times that either the units aren't working or something happens or the driver has, com- you know, some issues getting it set up. Then we're able to create that communication without having to make a phone call. Okay, fair enough. It's just uh, my thing is this: I rather support the Ryan who is creating the app on his kitchen table, hanging out in his garage, you know, 
uh, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I'd rather Thank help you. that guy, and if I can see if I can use your product, but I understand that as you grow, that those are tools that somebody like me will be looking forward in the future. So, I mean, Absolutely. if you if you want, I would love to, um, like, as you grow and you want to know what features are beneficial to us, uh, I would love to be somebody that you call and I can say, hey, that'd be great. That we're, that we're missing, and yes. You got your macro point. You got your uh, Project Forty Four out there. You got these other companies, but sometimes you just don't. You want to help. You want to help you grow, opposed to the big companies that. Uh, I appreciate that. Would nickel, nickel and dime you to death. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm I'm excited about what you're doing. Well, please, um, when you get a chance, please just shoot me an email. It's pretty easy. It's just Ryan R Y A N at TextLocate dot com. I would that would be great to. Have some follow-up conversations as um, as you see, and and just keep me on that email. Like if you got an idea, shoot it to us. We'll put it on the list, and because that's how you get better as an organization, and especially when you're building technology, you need to have a voice of um, people that are doing the job every day. That's what we listen to. We everything we develop right now is requests from our customers, not us just trying to make up things to do. We we prioritize what our customer requests are. So thank you, Aubrey. No worries. Thanks, Jerry, for having me up. You know, I'm just going to ask a question and I'm going to bounce. So. <laughs> All right, now. Well, Ivory, thank you so much for coming through. And look, if there were some other questions, please raise your hand now. But uh, we definitely want to allow space for Ryan to implement some of those things Ivory just talked about. So, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, but Ryan, just want to say thank you, brother, for your time. Um, thank you. you know, Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, Good sir. conversation. Anytime that, you know, at, like Ivory said, this is something that's very exciting to be uh, so close to somebody that is doing something so so big. Just let us know it, how I can help. Um, like I said, I leverage this bad boy all the time. And even if you wanted to do a follow-up maybe uh, about six months from now to see, uh, you know, where you guys are in your company. That's great. Then, um, I'd happy. I'd Love be happy to, to uh, highlight you guys. So, um, yeah. Did Great. you have Thank Did you, you have anything you wanted to say uh, before we wrap up? Like any closing remarks or anything like that? I guess closing remarks for me is, um, you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for hearing about our story, and uh, we'd love for you to go out to. We've got a. We have text locate out on um, Instagram. We also have it out on. LinkedIn, and then we have a free account. I mean, there's a simple free. You get 20 pings free every month. Go out and try it out. Sign up for a free account. Test it out on your own, you know, on your phone, yourself, you know, um, to understand how it works. Then try it out with the drivers that you meet. And then just, um, you know, anything positive you can you can share with, with the driver community as well or your friends that are freight brokers, whatever it may be. It's word of mouth that helps build the business. So thank you. All right, all right. Well, hey, thank you for those remarks. Um, at this point, we are going to go ahead and close. Um, I just want to say thank you to Ryan again. Thank you for Dee, Presley, and Ivory for joining us on stage with those questions. I greatly appreci- appreciate each and every one of you guys. Um, I really appreciate the support. I got, you know, like I said, I got my mothers at this point now. Now my, my mother-in-law is in here, uh, and I got my brothers. I got I got a lot of people that's been supporting me for a while, and I'm just very grateful. Great. Thank you. Thank you all. Um, next week, uh, we're going to start the week, obviously, with our Freight Waves um, 
uh, interview in the beginning talking about Monday morning, 7.30 a.m., uh, where to send your trucks, what are the, the, the places where the markets are the best for your trucks, and where are the places that you will want to avoid. Um, and then next Wednesday, we are going to be interviewing one of the staff writers from FreightWaves. Um, so I'm very excited about that one. And, you know, if there's anything I can do to help support anybody in the meantime, just feel free to reach out to me. I can be emailed at um, at dispatch at atlantadispatch.org or, you know, my, my my information is in my in my profile. So um, I think that we're going to go ahead and conclude. Thanks again, Ryan. Y'all be blessed. Yeah, thank you. Who are you having on from FreightWaves? Oh, uh, we're gonna have Grace. Grace. Oh, good. Yeah, Grace is good. Yes, sir. Be really good. She'll do a yeah. great job. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> we might even talk about some Beyonce because she loves her. Oh, nice. Well, tell her takes Lucas said hello too. Uh, we'll do, brother. Thank you so All much. Right. Thank you so much. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. All right, now have, have a great day. evening. You too. Bye. Right, peace.